Yeah, what you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And here she is at UNEEQ underscore Laura Romo with what we need to know. Hey, I turned on my mic today. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm starting off great for this one. All right, so we've been talking about stores, unfortunately, closing, but some of them are coming back, like, you know, the, uh, the giraffe Toys R Us is coming back yeah. to Macy's. Jeffrey the giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his name's not important. Just giraffe. It's fine. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, so unfortunately, more and more Disney stores are going to be closed starting September. I'm kind of sad about that because I love taking my niece, my little goddaughter. I'm like, look, go splurge. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It's not expensive. It's not that bad. Like, go grab. Because if I take her to Disneyland, it's a whole other ballgame, right? <laughs> True. So I love taking her to the Disney store because that's, I tell her, Mommy, that's like a mini version of Disneyland. And she believes it because <laughs> she sees <laughs> everybody, all her favorite characters. But unfortunately, a lot of the stores are closing. But don't be too sad because Target said, hey, you know what? You can close a retail store, but we can open some of those stores in Target. So now you're going to be able to shop at like little Disney stores inside Target. So Disney they, store inside of Target. Mm -hmm. So oh, it's, wow. it's going to be like what a smaller that, version. I have a six-year-old. That? that is the best thing ever. <laughs> Target already gets you in trouble when you go to Target. Oh, I avoid Dude. the back. <laughs> I don't go near the toy section. Oh, <laughs> man. You, you well, you have a daughter, but for me, it's like I'll go. You know the the beginning of Target, they have like the one dollar, five dollar stuff, yeah. like the little knickknacks, right in the front. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't need to go and look there because I don't need none of that. <laughs> but I go all the time, and I end up with like four or five things that I did not need to buy. What's the more dangerous store, Target or Costco? Target. Target. Nah, Costco. Yeah, I'm going Costco. Costco really? because one of those places where you walk in, you're like, okay, look, I got a list. This is what I need. Oh, I don't got And then no you wind up leaving and you're like, why did I get all this other stuff? <laughs> Do I really need six months of dumplings? You know what I'm saying? Who See, no. Like when I go to Costco, I know exactly what I need. It's like, voy a esto, esto y esto y pa va. Like, let's go. Like, that's, that's what I it. say. No, that's not what you say. But that's precisely what I say. <laughs> like, that is not exactly what you say. But going back to the Disney stores inside of Target, they're going to be opening 100 Disney stores at the end of this year. So wow. now you can go take yourself and shop all these extra things that you don't need at Target because, nice. you know, we all do it and spend over $100 that we don't need to Always. spend there. But now you can take your daughter, DeMarco, and she could spend some money at the Disney Great. Store. Great. That's fun. Yay. She's six. <laughs> and she's a girl. She loves it. She loves to shop. She's got a house full of nothing to play with already. Okay. Uh, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. It's like my closet, bro. Out of wall closet. I don't got nothing. I, I wear the same thing all the time. My mom's like... But those have tags on them. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not feeling that today. <laughs> yeah. Same what thing. do you think? I, I think Disney Store inside Target is so much better of an idea, a great idea. Yeah. than Toys R Us inside Macy's. Ooh, like like yeah. when you brought that up last week that Toys R Us is reopening inside Macy's, I thought to myself, wait a second. Macy's is a department store. You know, you get clothes to furniture to, you know, I, I haven't been to a Macy's or even a department store in ages, but... Still, it just seemed odd to me that you'd open a Toys R Us and a Macy's, but a Disney store inside Target seems very smart to me. That fits. I mean, you already have Starbucks, so you go in, you grab your coffee, you do all the shopping you don't need because it's just there, and then you 
you know, you walk into the Disney store and I'm 33. I still walk into the Disney store like I'm six. (laughs) So I still shop for things I don't need. But it's like, oh, the boss is here. Like, let's buy something. (laughs) That's how it is for me. I think it's a great idea. There you go. What you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Let me ask you guys all this question. We'll still get back to the Dodgers and the Padres and the series that is starting tonight. We'll definitely get back to Mamba Day in just a matter of moments. But, DeMarco, have you followed what is now a viral sensation, the Milk Crate Challenge? Uh, Yes, I know what it is. I can't say that I'm following it, but... You know, when those videos come up, you have to watch, especially when they're fails. So many of them are fails, and I love seeing it. Like, look, I, I can't tell you how many of these videos I've seen where somebody's either wearing a Dodger ball cap or a Dodger jersey. There's the one guy, big heavy set guy, and he's climbing to the top. He gets to the very top, and he's, and he's shaking, and he's rattling, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's going to go down. And you, you look around, he seems like he's in an empty parking lot, and there's a big billboard behind him for some dispensary, and he's wearing a Dodger jersey, and he falls face first, oh. boom, right on the, on the ground, and he's, and he's up at the very top milk crate. So I don't know what it is about these milk crate videos. I can't get enough of them. Um, I said to a buddy of mine, what, what would it take for you to do this? And he ultimately came up with a number which was a thousand dollars. Oh, I, okay. I said, I said okay. I said a thousand bucks, no problem. So I started going. Okay, who's in? Who's in? Who's in? And in a matter of seconds, it was like everybody put in a hundred dollars, and we had a thousand bucks raised. And now we got we're going to put this guy to the challenge to let's see if he can really pull it off. Would anybody here do the milk crate challenge? No, absolutely not. That is a hell no for me. No. No, I got no, no interest and in stop falling talking about on my the Dodger face. jersey on the guy. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, what was that about? Why? about? Nobody needs to who cares? Well, I'm just that's telling a, you. I, that's I, an I've insignificant detail. These, <laughs> no, no, but it's not <laughs> just him. It, there's been a bunch of these guys. If you watch these videos, so many of them are people wearing a Dodger hat or a Dodger jersey. And I'm like, what's that all about? I don't know, man. I've seen a few of them. Not many because I got a lot to do. You know, I don't got that much time on my hands, but... I think I've only seen like one out of all the ones I've seen. So I think you're over here just instigating wow. stuff. How no, did it start? Really. How did the milk carton thing, crate thing get started? How did it become a thing? I don't know. That's a good question. Because remember a couple of years ago, there was the ice bucket challenge. The what now? The ice bucket oh, challenge. Oh, yeah. That went everywhere. I right. thought that was for a good cause. Though. It, was. it was for, it was a, for a good ALS. cause. That was yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease, okay. ALS. Like people were like, okay, hey, I'm Scott. I'm going to take the ice bucket challenge because I'm helping raise money for, for ALS. And then you and call then, out people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're next, you know. But but I don't understand like the, the milk crate challenge. First of all, here's a question for you. How do I go about acquiring all these milk crates? Great and, question. And you have to have the one that's at the very top of the pyramid. That milk crate has to be a different color than the rest of them to indicate that now you've made it to the top. I Where where do you get a milk crate? Do you steal them from a store? I think people are. In the back, right? Mm-hmm. They steal them mm-hmm. from the store. Okay. So is that still a thing? Like you show up at a grocery store like midnight and you just go and you take the milk crates? Are they still back wow. there? I, I would assume so, yeah. That's where they stack them, right? I mean, how many people have we seen doing these challenges? So they have to be somewhere. Right. They're well, not. Like, these people ain't going to be buying all these milk crates. Well, like, that's dawn of you know? time. Like, we used to steal cardboard from the grocery stores when we were break dancers back in the day. Oh, yeah. dude. See? Remember? Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You get Go a refrigerator box, you're on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my mom used to get them to, like, 
to sell them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, See? Right. It's like, that's what my mom's like, you know, I'm just like, hey, let's go hustle. Like, make some Heck money. Yeah. I'm like, mom, what you doing? We're going to get caught stealing these boxes. No, it's not in La Basura. You're fine. I was like, There okay. you go. Yeah. See, that's right. Not in La Basura. It's exactly right. My record was 13 on the backspin. Oh, really? Okay. You could get 13, 13, huh? yeah. C- could you spin on your head? No. Nope. Heck no. I tried once. I thought I, I almost broke my neck. Nope. Never again. Okay. But, yeah. So I had one move. We had a little crew. I could backspin, but that wasn't my job. My job was to come out and do the, like the big butt drop. Oh, that, really? that, that would end. That would end the contest. Yeah, forward flip right to a butt drop. Bang! Oh, we win. Nice. Yep. Very nice. See, I was more of a popper. Ah, than, nice. Than anything else? See, I would just pop. See, we, we need to get the the band back together. Let's get it. Greg, any breakdancing in your DNA? No, I mean, I can do a little bit. It was back in the day I kind of wanted to do it. So we, I, me and my buddy would watch like this breakdancing video, how-to video. And so we tried to, to do it. It didn't work out very well. Um, all, the only thing I learned how to do is like, you know, that that move where you get in before you get into this into yeah. the circle. Yeah, yeah. And I could go onto the ground and like go around in the circle. But that's, a, that's as far as I could go. You know, that's you could become funny. an Olympic athlete if you could get See? good at breakdancing, you know. Let's do the breakdancing challenge. See, that that sounds more See, fun. Let's try that. First one that can spin on their head wins. I'm I out. Saw, <laughs> I saw this one guy in this milk crate challenge. He goes up the first one. He goes up the second one. Gets up on the third and kind of looks a little shaky. Wow. Goes to get on the fourth, and then everything comes flying down. He didn't even make it to the top, which I think is, I think, seven crates in the middle. And he comes down, and it looks like he breaks his back. Oh. You know? That's what fascinates me about this milk crate challenge is that I don't see anybody getting badly hurt. You know? Yeah. It it looks like people should be in agonizing pain with broken ribs and broken backs and broken faces and everything else. I haven't seen anybody, like, really get badly hurt. I have a video that says, uh, dude gets shot while doing milk crate challenge. So there's one. (laughs) <laughs> as in for reals that's what it I, I i i'm reluctant to to click on it but it says dude gets shot at while doing the milk crate challenge Oy vey. yeah so that, that might be your one injury there wow oh my goodness all right all right well listen um so nobody here would take the milk crate challenge nope, not even close is there a dollar figure i told you a buddy of mine said a thousand bucks laura greg is there a dollar figure would a thousand dollars inspire you to try thousand dollars is getting there but i think i need more I, I i just honestly think that once i get to the top i'm gonna be one of those dudes that falls like breaks their leg on the way down and then breaks their back when they land yeah so you're gonna be in the hole for more money for whatever damages you create right yeah yourself. so give me like 10 grand and we can talk hell oh, really? no dude i yeah, have precious cargo so ten thousand dollars not happening yeah i could do it for 10 grand Okay, you don't think of yourself as precious cargo. I think of myself as precious no, no. cargo. So I ain't doing it. Like, it's not worth... I've had knee surgery. I've had a broken forearm. Like, I don't need any more broken bones. I'm good. Y'all you know can- what my mm-hmm. problem is, though, in all of this is is I have, like, way too much confidence. Like, I'm, I'm way too confident for what I really, really am in life, you know? So I look at it and I go, you know, I kind of feel like I could pull that off no problem. Like, I, I look at it and I go, you know, I got balance... What? Athleticism. What? Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of look at it and I go, I think I could do that. What? How much would it cost for you then? I think he'd do it for free. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so that, too. Yeah, I think no, you I, should I do. do it That's for free. I, I, I know do you it for do. the clout. I know you do. I know you think I should do it for free. <laughs> for the gram. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought about like setting TikTok. it up on my backyard, like in the grass. And I went, no, that sounds like a terrible idea because oh. it doesn't seem like a secure kind of, you know, flat ground. Put some mattresses around it. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. I'll do it for free if you do it for free. Who, Greg or? Yeah. Yeah. Greg Bird. Okay. No, go for I, it. I said that I would do it for 10 grand. I'm not talking anything about doing it for free. You said you have this all this faux confidence that you can go out there and go do no, it. No, so I'm say saying go do confidence. it for free. I did not say faux confidence. I said real confidence. No, I know. I'm just saying it's actually faux. Well, that's what you think. Right. You should just do it now, Cap, because you talked yourself you put a big it out game, there, man. You so did, you got to yeah. just do it now. Yeah, maybe I do need to go do it. Yeah. Maybe you I do need to go show you guys not. how it's done. Yeah, maybe you should, but you know what? None what? of us are responsible if something happens to you. Absolutely just claiming it out there on air <laughs> yep. that we did not instigate, we did not push, we didn't do anything, and you did it on your own. I'll get you to the hospital. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to have like an ambulance on call, you know, like at a football game. I'm just going to have an ambulance there. You know, I'm going to call in advance. 911, can we help you? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to start this milk crate challenge. Can you get somebody over to my house? Because I'm going to get hurt. I'll wave them over like your thighsman. Come on, get, get in here quick. Hurry. All right, stick around, everybody. Coming up, I got to get your opinion, DeMarco, on what's going on. We were talking yesterday about college football, potential realignment, what the Pac-12 needs to do. And then from out of nowhere today, a story pops about the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten all possibly combining forces. Let's get to that story. We'll get back to the Dodgers and the Padres. We'll get back to Mamba Day. Stick around, everybody. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, what is happening? Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. DeMarco Farr is in for Sedano. Giving us Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before later this week going with the Rams to see the Broncos. So we got DeMarco in this week on Thursday. Kirk Morrison will be in, which will be great because Kirk's been traveling around, visiting lots of training camps. Is that tomorrow? Yes, that's tomorrow. DeMarco's tomorrow? on with Travis tomorrow morning. Yeah, oh, tomorrow really? morning. Yes, and then sir. Wait, is, is DeMarco back on Thursday? Yes, yes. That is correct. Why did we do that? Because Kirk needed to switch. They asked. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I just saw you dance, by the way, Cap. No, no, no. That's Hold not dancing. On. Hold on. I just saw you dance a minute ago. Trying. Yeah. Trying to dance. No, no. I will explain. They say that you have to you. dance like nobody's watching. I think that qualifies. Right. No, I was but it was really like bad. Was <laughs> I was dancing like nobody was watching. You know, but everybody was giving me a hard time. They're like, let's see your moves, dog. So I was uh it was a Tuesday night. I had a glass of Chardonnay. Nice. And I was dancing to some Steely Dan. Those are the moves you get. I like it. Was that your first glass? It was my first Okay. Class, so I wasn't loose yet. <laughs> you, you weren't loose yet. <laughs> I was warming up, man. Bro, that glass was full. <laughs> See? So that's what I'm that. saying. I like it. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I know people now are challenging me on Twitter to do the milk crate challenge. They're like, okay, tough guy. Let's see what you got. You know? I should have probably stayed with uh, Greg and, and gone for $10,000. Yeah, but see, now you got to do it, though, because you nah, made it sound nah, like you don't were just... Don't do it. I don't you have can to. back out. You don't, don't have, have to. to. I really don't have to. No, you don't have to do anything. But, I mean, you kind of 
made it seem like you were really going to do Famous it. Famous well, last what words. What I said was mm-hmm. I, I have this, this ridiculous amount of confidence that makes me think that I could do it. By the way, somebody on Twitter said, yo, Scott Kaplan, my friend works at Home Depot, and they have been sold out of crates since the beginning of this challenge. Wow. <laughs> at so Ricky Rue. Yeah, people are buying the crates as soon as they got this challenge. I'm trying to think. You got one, then you got two, then three, then four. I mean, I, I can't do the math this Crazy. quickly. One, three, six, ten. Anyway, whatever. You got to buy, like, what, 30 or 40 of these things? Yeah, a good amount. But you know what's great about Home Depot? You do the challenge, and then you go return it, and they take everything back. Yeah, until I fall all over them and break them. Break they still take ribs. it back. Oh, really? Yeah, they take everything back. I did not know that. I had no idea that they take everything back. I should start returning things. That you can. After, like, years of having it, they will take it back. <laughs> wow. Right, that's like, I think Nordstrom's is the same way. Like, you could get a pair of shoes, wear them for three years, put put a hole in the bottom of them, and take them back and go, these shoes suck, man. They're like, okay, we'll take them back. But would you really do that? No, I would okay. never do it because it would checking. just be too much work. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> but I remember being a kid. This is kind of bad. But my, my father, <laughs> this is my dad, um, I, I wanted an Atari game system. And somebody um, had one that didn't really work. And somebody else that he knew bought a new one. So my dad took the one that didn't work, put it in the box, the new box, and took it back to whatever store it was and returned it and got me a brand new one. Nothing wrong with that. Yo, okay. I see nothing wrong with that. Okay, I just want to make sure. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. listen, I know it sounds bad, but you know, it wasn't, my dad was like, I'm not Tell spending em. money on an Atari system, but I can go scam one for you. Cap. Yes. You just got your hood card right now. Oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, man. You're when good. I heard it, I was like, yo, you don't understand how many times we did that? Yep. Like, that's your hood card right there. <laughs> One point for you, sir. All right. All right. Hey, um, l- l- speaking of points, DeMarco, let me throw something at you and get your opinion on this. Yesterday, you and I were having this conversation about what happens to the Pac-12 because Texas and Oklahoma had left to go to the SEC. And we were talking about th- this this story that um, Paul Feinbaum from ESPN had that he thought that perhaps USC and Oregon would either get recruited by or would jump ship to the Big Ten. And you and I were having this whole conversation about that doesn't seem to make sense. Geographically, it doesn't make sense. But today, The Athletic is reporting that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC – are expected to formalize some kind of an announcement um, about an alignment between these three conferences. And it sounds to me like, I mean, look, the ACC is, is, you know, has excellent football and basketball. The Pac-12 has great football and basketball. The Big Ten has all the big-name brands from Michigan to Ohio State, et cetera. If you tell me the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are going to combine forces, that sounds pretty good to me. I think it sounds great. The more I read about it, it sounds awesome. It it really stinks for the Big 12, and I think it's a little disingenuous of some people saying that they're saying the Big 12 is still a viable conference. Well, not Please. without Texas and Oklahoma. That right. It's dead. You might as well just break it up. Um, but it seems like it's a response to the SEC. Uh, they're dominant. They have all the best teams. So if you're – the remaining three power conference schools, y- you have no choice but to kind of band together and, and and try to fight back against the SEC. It makes all the sense in the world. It's a, it's a complete shift from college football as we know it, but I think this could be something special. I kind of like it. 
the more well, I more I read about it. Because you think about the Atlantic Coast Conference being the East Coast of the United States with the likes of Boston College, uh, Georgia Tech. I'm just thinking about big cities: Boston, Atlanta, Miami, uh, Pittsburgh. I'm think, and then you know, really good schools like uh, Duke or Virginia. I'm talking like really great schools. You put those schools together, Wake Forest with the likes of UCLA and USC and Cal and Stanford, and then throw into the middle of all that, the middle of the country, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, these kinds of schools. I mean, you have really created like a little miniature NFL, and the, the SEC becomes just that region of the country and however many teams it is 12 or 16, but you would have a super conference if you took the PAC 12, the big 10 and the ACC and put them all together. I love this idea because it, it, it's a, I, it's gotta be a direct response. Obviously to the SEC, there's such a dominant conference, put three super conferences together, make one gigantic one. I love it. Well, I know Kevin Warren, uh, the commissioner of the big 10. Uh, he was our player programs guy when we won the super bowl, Dick Vermeil hired him. So, and I just saw him, and he had this look on his face when we talked about college football, like something was up, but he didn't tell us what it was. So now I know it was this. But uh, even he said, um, usually when there is expansion uh, in college athletics, when there is an expansion of a conference, it usually led to another and another uh, expansion. So this happens. So the SEC now is going to have the Sooners and 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 the and the Longhorns in their in the SEC. I mean, what is left for everyone else in the country when the SEC has all the best teams and the biggest recruiting base of anyone in the country? You better band together. That's the first thing I thought. What does this do for recruiting if all three of these these conferences kind of have this alliance now? Uh, the, 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 the battle for the living room is going to get even more frenzied for some of these five-star athletes. This is huge. This will be like when this all is said and done, college football will be completely changed forever. It will never be the same again if this all goes down. I agree. And by the way, if I'm in the Big 12, if I'm Baylor, I'm desperately trying to get out of this conference right now. If I'm Kansas, I'm calling any of my friends in the Pac-12 or the Big Ten saying, please don't forget about us. If I'm West Virginia, I'm trying desperately to get into the ACC or, or the Big Ten. And then if I'm teams like Texas Tech and TCU and Oklahoma State and Kansas State, dude, I am worried. I'm Iowa State. I am worried because guess what? We're going to be stuck being part of like this new Mountain West conference. They will turn you know, from a, a big-time Power Five kind of conference to a mid-major real quick. So Overnight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I thought Oklahoma State was there. I did. At one point, I thought they were there. But it seems like they always have a great offense and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they got a lot of money. They do. Them. Is they it T-Boone Pickens? Money. Yep, T-Boone yeah. Pickens. A lot, of money. a lot of money. And that's the name of their stadium. So, hey, I, I just think it's really interesting that we were having this conversation yesterday and this news breaks today. And I, I said this from the very beginning. If I'm the Pac-12, I'm immediately trying to figure out what is the future of our conference. And I think combining forces with a power conference from the East Coast the power conference of the Midwest and the power conference of the West Coast. I think it's an absolutely brilliant move. All right, coming up, it is time for Big Deal or No Deal. It's the highest rated segment on the show. Everybody loves it. Big Deal or No Deal next. This is Sedano and Cap. Yeah, DeMarco's in. This is 710 ESPN. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Thank you again, Chris. Big deal, no deal. So we're going to start with DeMarco Ow. today. Yeah, buddy. All right. So Tom Brady's time in Tampa has been nothing but positive, it seems. Just a bunch of new sto- like good stories coming out about Tom Brady over and over again. Uh, now a new story just enhances all of that. Tom Brady is now mentoring... Bucks rookie receiver Jalen Darden. Not only is Brady mentoring the rookie, but when he introduced himself, he talked about how he's been studying Darden's film and apparently is trying to create chemistry with all of his teammates. Is this a big deal or no deal? I think it's a huge deal. I do. Uh, I, I I just I get the Tom Brady hate, Spygate, cheating deflated footballs I get it uh a lot of people don't like him I really respect his game uh watching him play to me is like watching Rembrandt it's it's amazing what he can do on the football field so I think this is great uh this is for every reason you love Kobe Bryant you should like Tom Brady it's the same thing he tries to get everyone to be the best that they can possibly be so they could win every single rep every single game every single championship I think this is a big deal Boy, am I glad to hear you say that. I couldn't agree more. I love Tom Brady. Uh, I realize he's not the most popular guy in the world with, uh, with certain people because, you know, um, he would never really talk about certain things that he didn't feel comfortable about, um, even though people were saying, well, I've got pictures of you with this guy. It's like, take the politics out of it, okay? He's an NFL quarterback who is very conscious of his image. Um, I love what he's done on social media, particularly this last offseason. But what I really love is, wait a second, he's a 43-year-old guy who's made millions and millions and millions of dollars and has won seven championships, and he's going to mentor a rookie? I mean, really, how many people do that? That's because he's an ultimate winner. And you know one thing, DeMarco? I remember reading this story one time in Sports Illustrated where um, he was a young kid at Michigan, and he goes to see Lloyd Carr, the coach at Michigan. And uh, he's complaining to Coach Carr about something that the offensive line is doing. And he's not established as a star at this point. And Lloyd Carr tells him, Tom, you do your job, and everybody else should do their job, and we'll be fine. Stop worrying about everybody else. And I use that all the time. (laughs) You do your job, everybody else will do their job, and we'll all get it done. Right. Have trust in people. Yep. That's trust is man, it's so hard. But when everyone trusts everyone on the field, there's nothing you can't do or on the court. But it's so hard to get. 
I know. Yeah. I know. But I think it's a big deal. And by the way, you talk about creating trust. Hey, kid, I've been studying your film. Wait, you, wow. Tom Brady, know who I am? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. It's cool. All right, Laura, next, please. Cap Tops Trading Cards has been the exclusive maker of licensed baseball cards since the 1950s, and their current deal with the MLB and MLPA ends in 2025 and 2023, respectively, and will not be renewed. In, uh, in steps Fanatics, who has never made baseball cards for a professional sports league and also will take over NFL and NBA trading cards by 2026. So is this a big deal or no deal that t- Fanatics is the new trading card company? Well, well, I mean, it's a big deal because, you know, you've had this company that's been doing it for a really long time. But I'm going to actually tell you that this is no deal. And here's why. Because I don't think maybe I could be wrong. I'm not a baseball card collector. But I don't think that the average baseball card collector really cares that much. Now, you may say, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't collect baseball cards. They're very loyal to this brand, Tops. I would say that uh, maybe it's time to refresh, come up with some new ideas. And by the way, anybody who's holding on to those Tops cards, those things probably become more valuable. So I'm just going to say it like this. As someone who doesn't collect cards, I don't care who the brand is. I don't care who the manufacturer is. It's a big business deal, but for the average user, I'm saying no deal. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of with you there, but I, I'm looking. Tops has held the rights to since since 1938. Is that true? Yeah, someone around. There. I mean, that's 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 forever, man. I mean, that's that's a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. someone who collects basket uh, baseball, basketball cards. You're you're a card collector, memorabilia memorabilia collector, and Tops is no longer providing those cards for you. That's that seems like a big deal to me. You know, I, I I just can't dismiss it as as something small. I mean, that's that's a long time. That's a big deal for Tops not to be doing that anymore. Well, how long was it, Greg? Do you recall, Laura? Maybe you recall. How long was it that Farmer John was the hot dog of the Dodgers, and then all of a sudden they still got a Dodger dog, but they don't have the Farmer John dog? I'm just curious, like, does anybody know the, the, the amount of time that Farmer John was the official dog? I mean, my point is, is that things change. Yeah, but that right. dog sucks. Yeah, oh, Laura licensed baseball cards since the 1950s for baseball cards. But, I mean, what happens to your Topps cards? I think now, they're you, worth even more. Are, are, they, are they worth more now? Okay, great. You know, that's, that's kind of a big deal if you're in the business, you know? Definitely, yes. All right, let's go to the next one. Thank you. All right, DeMarco, Whit Merrifield is the second baseman for the Kansas City Royals, and he's a really good baseball player. He's so good because he, uh, people want to pay him to make videos for them on Cameo. Here's one story he told to a radio station. I had some guy send me one, and he had me break up with his girlfriend on Cameo, <laughs> on Cameo Story. It was kind of fun for me because I really threw the guy under the bus, so I thought that was a pretty coward thing for him to do, so I took advantage of him paying me to make him look kind of like a D-bag and told her she could do way better. Is this a big deal or no deal? This is awesome. It's a big deal. I like it. Yeah. Don't go the coward's way out, man. You know, don't write it on a post-it. You know, go eye to eye. Don't have somebody else break up for you, right? That's a big deal. Good for you. 
That's how you turn it around. I like this guy. I just became a fan. Yeah, I had to like look him up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I told you, Kat. That was for you. I said yeah. the second baseman for the Kansas City Royals for you. Well, I appreciate that. DeMarco, were you familiar with Whit Merrifield's work no, prior to that? No, not until about five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love everything you said about the guy being cowardly and not having the guts to break up with his girlfriend and paying somebody to do it. I love everything you said, and for every reason that you gave, I'll go the opposite direction and say no deal. Like, what What a loser. Seriously. Like, I want to break up with her so bad I'm willing to pay somebody to, to break up for me. By the way, um, are you on this this platform? What, what's it called again? Cameo. Cameo. I've been asked before, and I didn't know what it was, but uh, I may – I, I may start to do one. Yeah, you should. I it's have, like people basically pay you thirty five, whatever, usually about thirty five bucks, and you just say something. For yeah, them. my like, daughter's hey. my daughter's softball coach asked me why I wasn't doing this, and I didn't. Even, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I feel like somebody who has a Super Bowl championship. So St. Louis Rams fans in particular would would probably love to pay you to say, "Hey, happy birthday from me, Demarco." Or University of Washington fans, hey, I'm DeMarco. I won a national championship. You know, go Huskies. I'll guarantee you you can make money doing it. The question is, would you feel like, do I really need to be making $35 sending this guy? I mean, money's money. But I always feel like it kind of comes off looking a little desperate. Well, you know, I'd do it anyway. People ask me to do that. You know, um, what did I ask Bob Costas once? Oh, to do my voicemail for me. Like, mm-hmm. I had Bob Costas do my voicemail. Like, Bob Costas' voice was saying, DeMarco's not here right now, leave a message. But I'd do it anyway. Yeah. I, I you don't that. have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> All right, Laura, do we have one more? Nope. That'll do it for Big Deal, No Deal. Oh, well, then we're not on to the next one. But speaking of big deals, it's a big deal that you call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call our friends at Sam and Ash Law, 1-800-304-2000, one 800 304 2000 because you deserve what's right okay to wrap things up coming up let's make some predictions about the dodgers padres series i see many 710 listeners who are sending us tweets that they have finally made it to petco park they've gotten through the traffic of the plane that landed on the five freeway in del mar so for those of you that are are making your way down to petco park definitely hit us up with a picture and tag us although we really need to talk about DeMarco's handle on Twitter. That's another story. Um, stick around. Let's get to the Dodgers and the Padres. Let's get a little bit more on Mamba Day. Everybody stay with us. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. 97-96 Lakers. First free throw by Kobe. Good. 59 points. I don't think Utah's going to call a timeout. So after this free throw, they're going to try and play it out. Kobe's second free throw. Good. He has 60. The Lakers lead by three. Here we go. Utah needs a three to tie it. Hayward driving down the middle all the way to the rim. Lay it up. No good. Rebound grab. Kobe's got it. Length of the court pass to Clarkson. Clarkson at the rim. Slam dunk. Game in the refrigerator. Kobe's last night. He's going to score 60. And I don't believe what I just saw. (laughs) The Laker players have embraced Kobe as a team at half court. And the game is not over. 
4.1 seconds to go in the game. And you talk about sending a guy out right. Wow. All right, guys. So you just heard John Ireland call Kobe's last game April 13th. 2016 i i saw that demarco like i had chills man i remember that game like it was yesterday kobe scored 60 points for his final game at staples center and when the guys asked me yo get me three kobe highlights and i remember telling them i was like the first one draft day that's how his career started the second one for whatever reason that that second highlight i was like it has to be it i don't know why that game and then greg's like i get why and then I'm like, of course, it has to be his last game. So that's kind of how I went about it. Wow. You can't, you know, beginning, middle, end. Wow. So what's crazy about that game, too, is that if you heard in the highlight, yeah, he had 60 points, but the last play of his career was an assist to Jordan Clarkson. It was not a that? shot. It was not. <laughs> he had an assist to end wow. his career, which is pretty, pretty crazy. And, you know, we were talking earlier today about getting older and getting emotional. I can remember watching that game and, like, literally bawling. Like, I'm watching something that we've never really seen before. You know, a a, a legendary player who's no longer on a championship-caliber team, but in his last night, and everybody knows this is it, he puts up one of the most spectacular performances of his career. And, And let's not forget, the Lakers won. You know, because it, it still would have been amazing had he scored all these points, but they still won the game. That's the way he went out. He went out as a winner. And I don't know how you felt about that, DeMarco, if you remember where you were when you were watching. I remember getting back on the radio the next day going, oh, my God, can you believe what happened last night? It was just one of those moments, you know, you're just like, I'll, you'll never see anything like that. You won't. I had to fight to put it on the show plan. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I really did. Uh, some people were just so dismissive of it because of the other stuff. Like, just put it aside for one second. He just scored 60 in his last game ever. You'll never see anything like this again. It's history right in front of you. Yep, you got that right. Hey, um, DeMarco, let's, uh, we got one more segment to go here tonight, and I want to just throw this out to everybody because uh, we've been monitoring what's happening The Giants and the Mets are playing right now. The Giants have just scored again. It's 8-0 San Francisco over the Mets in the top of the eighth inning. And so all this talk about how the pressure is on the Giants because they can feel the Dodgers, you know, that are nipping at their heels. Uh, The Giants are handling this pressure. This is why I've been saying to you the last two days that the Dodgers – even though they were swept by the Padres going back to June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, if I'm Dave Roberts, I'm not just selling, hey, guys, you know, we got to keep pace. You know, we're, we're in the middle of a playoff race. We're still trying to win the division. I'm Dave Roberts. I'm from San Diego. I played for the Padres. I coached for the Padres. They didn't give me a shot to even interview for the manager's job. The Dodgers gave me the job. Look what we've been able to accomplish. I would, I'm Dave Roberts. I want to go home, and I don't want to just win the series. I want to sweep the series. And um, you got you got to win because Padres are going with a bullpen night tonight. Urias is coming back, and the Giants are up 8-0, DeMarco. You, 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 you'd go for the revenge game to bury the series. I'm thinking just catch the Giants. I, I'm thinking just be the best 
Dodger squad we can be. I, you know, I'm with you on the emotion part uh, if you're Dave Roberts, but uh, I think you have bigger fish to fry at this point. And, you know, look, I'm I'm curious to see how the Padres bounce back and react to what just happened. Uh, big shakeup in their clubhouse. Pitching coach fired. That's going to get guys' attention. So, uh, whatever they have, whatever the best of the Padres, uh, you're going to see that in this series. Plus, I mean, they'd love nothing better than to mess up your chances to catch the Giants anyway. So, uh, I think this is going to be one heck of a series. I actually agree with you. It is going to be a great series, or at least I think it is. Because what you're saying about the Padres firing their pitching coach, it, it, it reeks of this is it. You know, um, the Padres, since that series, uh, June 23rd was the final game. The Padres are three games under 500 over the course of 50 games. Uh, the Dodgers are 17 games over 500. So the Dodgers left San Diego in that series and have gone on to really crush. And by the way, listen. The Padres will complain all day long, as the Laker fans did, about injuries and how injuries impacted their team. Well, guess what? Injuries have impacted the Dodgers as well, but they've just found a way to power through. You know, I, I mean, listen, I got to give credit where credit is due. You know, you, you lose Dustin May early in the season. You lost Bellinger. You lost Seager. You've lost Betts. You've lost Kershaw. I mean, there's been a lot of injuries that the Dodgers have had to deal with, and they have found a way to find themselves still very much in the middle of the race for the division. So uh, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. I mean, there are bigger fish to fry, but... Um, and they're in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a big fish up there. They are. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man, what a series tonight. Uh, okay, how you're about a prediction? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen in this series? You're going to fall and break your leg doing the milk crate challenge. Well, that's definitely... Oh. That or my back or my ribs or something's going to happen because <laughs> I've just got too much confidence when I don't really... I shouldn't have that kind of confidence. So that's a good prediction. Is that a good one? Okay. Uh, you mean for tonight or the entire I, series? I mean the whole series. I'd be curious to think, hear what you think happens in this I series. I think the Dodgers win the series. I think a sweep might be difficult because, like I said, man, you got to... You got to factor in what's going on in that clubhouse. So, and baseball is is unpredictable. So, I'm not sure which one, but I I know the Dodgers win the series, but I think a sweep might be a little difficult right now at this point. Greg Bergman prediction. So, I think I'm with DeMarco here. Um I kind of feel like they're going to end up losing this game tonight. I don't know why I just have that that feeling cuz Urias just coming off of the IL and how he was pitching right before he went onto the IL, hoping that, you know, the IL actually gave him a little bit of rest and he gets the back to the guy he was before. But I do think that Bueller and Scherzer both win because Blake Snell is not the same pitcher that he was in Tampa Bay. And we don't even know if you Darvish is going to pitch on Thursday. So I think just the pitching matchups itself lean heavier towards the Dodgers. And hopefully they get that win tonight. I would tell you that I think the Dodgers are going to sweep because I think the Padres are in this mode where um, they're looking around their clubhouse and they're saying, okay, we just fired our pitching coach because somebody had to take a fall. Um, I, The players, and this has been reported down in San Diego, they've been talking to some reporters saying, hey, you know what? Um, this front office did not give us what we needed at the trade deadline. They went out and got a second baseman they didn't need. They got a reserve outfielder they didn't need. They got a relief pitcher, which could always help. But they didn't really go out and get what they really, really needed, which was starting pitching. And some of these guys are, according to the, this reporter, are saying, hey, they, they kind of left us high and dry. They didn't get us what we needed. I think the Padres, 
if they lose tonight, this could be a sweep. By the way, if they're gonna if they're gonna win a game, I would give them a better chance tomorrow. Believe it or not, against Bueller, who's pitched twice against the Padres this year, but hasn't gotten a decision in either game. And Snell at home is is improving. Um, and you don't know about Darvish. I, I really hmm. think, guys. I really think the Dodgers sweep the series. That would be fantastic for the Dodgers, no especially doubt. with San Francisco winning. But I mean, like, just for your, for the Padres, just for a second. I mean, the management they kind of went out and did everything that they you guys needed. Maybe not at the trade deadline, but you know, they paid Fernando Tatis. They went. They paid Manny Machado. They paid Eric Hosmer, who ended up not being all that great right now. But they they went and got Blake Snell. They went and got you Darvish. I mean. They went and got Mike Clevenger, who's hurt, but for the most part, they went and got guys for you over and over again. Adam Frazier was leading the league in in hits when he came was, over there. Was right. Was what? Well, yeah, but he was. So they went out and they got the the league leader in hits. Do you and know all of a sudden, Adam Frazier, when he was with the Pirates, his batting average was three twenty four. Since he's been traded to the Padres, do you have any idea what his batting average is? I have no idea. I've not been paying Two, attention. Two forty one. I mean, but just think about the numbers. I wouldn't expect you to pay attention, but you, you think about those numbers. Three twenty four in Pittsburgh. Two forty one in San Diego. Wow. And that's with better guys around him. I mean, that's with Fernando Tatis and and Jake Cronenworth and Manny Machado and Hosmer and Will Myers and all these guys around him that know how to hit. So that doesn't sound like a management issue more so to me. That sounds like a Jace Tingler issue a little bit more to me. The Padres versus the Dodgers this year head-to-head. Padres have won 7 of 10. The Padres' team batting average is 227 compared to the Dodgers at 192. I know I'm getting a little numbery here. And the Padres' team ERA is 287 versus the Dodgers, who are at 386. Hmm. Padre fans were believing through these first 10 games that the Padres are the better team than the Dodgers. And maybe over the course of those 10 games, maybe they actually were. But this is a very different Padres team, and this is a very, very different Dodger team. Again, I, I think the Dodgers sweep this series. With Trey Turner here now, that changes a lot. And if we have to, if you have to deal with Trey Turner and Mookie Betts when he comes off the aisle on Thursday, this team is just extremely dangerous in every position on the field. So, yeah, this, it's going to be difficult for them to win when you have good defense and good offense and good pitching be, all being thrown at you. All right, before we roll out of here, DeMarco, I want to ask you a question because I was trying to find you on Twitter and I was having a hard time. And I realized when I finally did find you that I, I, didn't, I wasn't following you. So I am one of your followers now. Oh, thank you. But your, your handle, at DeMarco, D-M-A-R-C-O, that makes sense, FAR, F-A-R-R-1, DeMarco FAR1. Right. But above that, Baby Whale. That's right. That's my You're name. Late on that. That's my name. By, what do you mean by late on that? I already asked. Yeah. Not on the air. If you though. go to where I'm from in the Bay Area, no one knows me by Demarco. They know me as Baby Whale. So I went back to it. I've accepted <laughs> okay. who I am. Well, I was trying to find you, and I was trying to tweet a bunch of stuff at you. Now I finally found you at Demarco Far One, the Baby Whale. Hey, Demarco, we'll see you on Thursday. Thank you very much, man. You it's got it, man. Such a pleasure. Dude. Talk to you then. Kirk Morrison is in tomorrow. Great job, Greg. Amazing job, Laura. To all the 710 listeners, we're out of here. We're back tomorrow. Peace.